A heartbreaking story after a young Mexican boxer lost her life due to injuries she suffered in the ring. 18-year-old Jeanette Zakaria Zapata died last Thursday. She was competing in a boxing match in Montreal, Canada on August 28th when she suffered a series of powerful punches. Zapata received medical attention in the ring before being rushed to the hospital. She died five days later. See, I hate to start the podcast with something sad, but unfortunately that's the way the last few weeks or even the last few months of boxing have been. It's been bad news pretty much exclusively. An 18-year-old girl was killed. And I know this is a brutal sport. These things happen. Many people have died in the ring or shortly after a fight. But I feel like when it's an 18-year-old girl, it could have been prevented, especially this particular woman. Or, as I said earlier, really a girl because she's only 18. Um, literally just became a legal adult. And when you dig deeper into her career you'll realize there was an issue there. The girl was knocked out three months prior to her death. So she was knocked out, brought back quickly, knocked out again, and in that second fight is where she died. Most fighters, especially fighters who are well-known and or champions, anyone really with a significant status in the sport, if they're knocked out or even badly cut, like Tyson Fury was against Otto Wallin, if you have a bad cut or if you are knocked out, you are medically suspended for a, usually maybe a six-month period, sometimes longer, depending on how severe the injury was. <clears throat> this girl was knocked out, and since she's not well known at all and she isn't a top talent the proper precautions weren't put in place for whatever reason whether it's just plain old negligence or if it's a scumbag trainer or promoter just saying you know looking at her like a number like oh uh, her opponent needs a victory so let's just throw her in there oh this girl was knocked out yeah whatever she's a bum let's throw her in there and uh Get this other person an easy win. Not thinking that's a human being. Not thinking this is a young girl who just was knocked out. Who knows how quick her turnaround was from being knocked out to start training again for the next fight. Sparring and taking more damage to her brain. The brain needs time to heal. She wasn't given that time. She's a young girl. Um, Early in her career, I'm sure she was easy to convince especially when you're throwing money at her, to step back in the ring, regardless of her health. Someone should be held accountable, and unfortunately with this sport, nobody will be held accountable because it's underground, it's the wild, wild west, and frankly, nobody cares. And I'm sure no mainstream media really dug into this incident at all because of the reasons I just named. If this was any other sport, this would be national news. This is disgusting, it's ridiculous, and I can't even believe I have to talk about it. It really it really makes me sad even thinking about it. I did not know who this girl was, but that doesn't matter. 
Her name's Jeanette. I don't want to mispronounce her last name. It's in the clip at the beginning of this podcast. This is Everyone Has an Opinion. My name is Juan. Today is September 18th, 2021. Like I said, I don't like to start like this, but that's just the real world. This is the world we live in, and things like this happen, unfortunately. Especially with this sport. It's been bad news for the last couple months, whether it's people pulling out of fights, whether it's people testing positive. I won't mention any names. Oscar Valdez. Won't mention any names. But when guys like Oscar Valdez test positive for a banned substance and then are allowed to fight, and not not only is he allowed to fight, he's allowed to keep his championship. He's allowed to make a purse without any suspension or any... Uh, fines, any money being taken out of his purse. He goes on like nothing else happened, like everything's all good. And that's why people look at this sport sometimes like it's a joke because you got people like that and incidences like a girl dying in the ring and people turn a blind eye to it and act like they don't know what's going on. And it's business as usual in this sport. And it's kind of pissing me off. I recently had a really good conversation with a friend of mine and we had different opinions um, about Jake Paul. He was arguing how he's bad for the sport. And I was kind of telling him that I think he's good for the sport based on his business model and how he's shining light on other good fighters. It was a really good conversation. But I think we could all agree that the things that have happened recently are universally bad for the sport. When you're talking about a situation where a girl died in the ring, that's bad for the sport. When you talk about a guy testing positive and still being able to continue his career with no ramifications, that's bad for the sport. When you have horrible judging, that's bad for the sport. Guys are getting robbed after clearly winning a fight, that's bad for the sport. Uh, Top fights falling through, that's bad for the sport. So all in all, I think Jake Paul is the least of our worries when we're talking about things that are horrible in this sport, but I don't want to be negative all day. We can do this for for hours, really, because there's so many things to nitpick, but on to more positive things. Um, Approximately one week from now is one of the best fights that can be made in the sport. We're talking about two of the best heavyweights in the world at the top of their game. Anthony Joshua versus Alexander Usyk. Heavyweight championship on the line. Multiple heavyweight championships on the line. In fact, every heavyweight championship on the line except for the WBC, which is held by Tyson Fury. So the winner of this fight on Saturday, September 25th, can really have all the say in the heavyweight division, all the leverage in the heavyweight division. Fury and Wild is a great fight. <clears throat> Don't get me wrong, this is the third time they're going to do it. It's going to be tremendous. But the winner of Usyk versus Joshua, to me, is just going to hold a lot more leverage. The winner will be the WBA, IBF, WBO, and IBO heavyweight champion. They have more belts to bring to the table. And I think it would be a more impressive victory than if Fury beats Wilder again. If Wilder beats Fury then we're having a different conversation. 
But I think as it stands now, the winner of this fight would be a more impressive victory than if Fury beats Wilder again. But, like I said, we'll see what happens in that fight. I'll talk about that fight on another episode. But this week, I'm here to talk about Joshua and Usyk. And I really think it's one of the best fights to be made in the sport. Joshua is a huge star. Joshua is definitely one of the best heavyweights of this era. And I'm not saying it like this is some murderous row era. But I do think this is a much better era than in the mid-2000s to late-2000s. Um, the Klitschko era... While he did dominate, and I do believe he is a very credible heavyweight champion in history, not the best or one of the best, but definitely serviceable, definitely really good, he didn't have the dance partners like these guys do. Whether it's Wilder, Joshua, Usyk, Fury, um, Joe Joyce coming up, Dillian White, uh, Ruiz was in there. Luis Ortiz, there's definitely a lot more credible names and credible talent overall than there was 10 years ago, 15 years ago. But again, that's just my opinion. I'm willing to hear an argument saying Klitschko's era was better, but to me, these guys are better, and I think Joshua is one of the best. Joshua is... Very technical, like he doesn't do anything unorthodox or out of the ordinary. He sticks to his one-two, which is a really good one-two. When you're that heavy-handed, you can really stick to the basics, and that we, that's what he's done. It's worked for him, except for Andy Ruiz, it really has worked for him. Joshua has a really good jab, good straight right hand. Um, his hooks are thrown with, with a lot of power but they're not like long-range hooks. I think you have to be inside the pocket to get hit with them. And I don't see Usyk really standing in the pocket trading with him when he doesn't have to. I think Alexander Usyk is going to win this fight. That may be shocking to hear from some of you, but if you are familiar with Usyk, I don't think it's that shocking. I think he still is the underdog. But watching him throughout his career, he's shown me that he has a lot more skills than Anthony Joshua. Now, Alexander Usyk came up from cruiserweight. He cleared out the cruiserweight division. Now, full disclosure, I personally feel more connected to Usyk than a lot of other heavy, heavyweights because I feel like I was on the rise, on the ride, I should say, to his entire rise to the top. It's like when people become fans of independent bands or any other musical artist, and eventually that artist blows up to the mainstream and becomes a household name, that's how I feel with Usyk. I'm a hip-hop fan. Um... An artist that comes to mind is Kendrick Lamar. I remember listening to him early in his career before he had any albums out, just a couple mixtapes. And I saw him at a venue um, in Massachusetts called Middle East. Shout out to Middle East. That's one of my favorite venues. It was there where I saw Kendrick 
Kendrick Lamar perform in front of maybe like 200 people max. It was it was pretty small. It was to the point where I could walk up. It was general admission, so there wasn't an assigned seating, but I could walk up to maybe the second row, pretty close to the stage, and then I can go walk over to the bar, grab a drink, and still get my seat. Still get my, not seat, but get my spot. That's how intimate it was. It was a real small setting. Nowadays, I'd be lucky to find a ticket to a show that's someone's rent money. Guys selling out arenas everywhere now when he does tour. But that's how I feel about Usyk. I mean, I watched him when it was really hard to watch. Like, I'm talking, I had to find a stream where it's not in English. You click on it, you're wondering if your computer's going to explode as soon as you click on it. I mean, it was really some fishy links just to watch this guy fight. And it, but it felt like I was part of something special because that's how good I thought he was, or is. This is before DAZN uh, decided to broadcast the World Boxing Super Series. It was pretty underground, even for boxing, which is already a niche sport. But it was awesome. It was uh, the best cruiserweights in the world, and this was... This was when the cruiserweight division was a lot better than it is now. Nowadays, most of those guys have moved on to heavyweight, so there's really not many people in that division at all. But this was about three and a half years ago, four years ago, and it was pretty stacked. None of them were stars either, so they all had to fight each other in the tournament. And at the end, the best fighter came out, and that was Alexander Usyk. And Usyk, one thing about Usyk to me that was really impressive is he's a road warrior. Kind of like my Cowboys in 2014. They went undefeated on the road, 8-0. Usyk is undefeated on the road. This guy beat Marat Gassiev in Russia. Gassiev moved up to heavyweight. He hasn't lost since. He beat Maris Bradis in Latvia. Bradis hasn't lost since. Um, Usyk, when he won the cruiserweight title, it was off Krzysztof Klawaki in Poland. That guy's from Poland. He stopped Marco Huck in Germany. If you're not familiar with Marco Huck, Marco Huck is the longest reigning champion in cruiserweight history. He's no slouch. Usyk also beat Michael Hunter in the U.S., another good young heavyweight. Also hasn't lost since Usyk. Usyk beat a lot of top quality people. Usyk also beat Tony Bellew, knocked him out in England. And Bellew knocked out David Hay at heavyweight. That was another big win. Um, when Usyk made his heavyweight debut, it was against Chaz Witherspoon. Chaz Witherspoon isn't anything, but it was a nice tune-up and nice to get familiar with the weight. But he did that in the U.S. Chaz Witherspoon is, a, is an American. <clears throat> Excuse me. He beat Derek Chisora in his last fight in the U.K. Chisora's from the U.K. Chisora's a mauler. Chisora, a lot of people said Usyk had trouble with Chisora. I didn't think he had trouble with him except for maybe the first three rounds because Chisora did come out like a bull and tried to impose his size and power onto Usyk and just rush, literally ran at him throwing bombs for the first few rounds. And it definitely was awkward. It definitely was tough for Usyk to deal with. But Usyk adjusted and clearly won, clearly outboxed him, and it wasn't even close. A lot of people look at that fight and say, oh, yeah, see, he had problems with Chisora. What's Joshua going to do? But Joshua doesn't fight. 
like Derek Chisora. Joshua is a very safe fighting guy. Like he doesn't take unnecessary risks. The time he did was when he got caught by Ruiz. And I feel like he had so much confidence doing that and exchanging with Ruiz because he had dropped Ruiz before that. He put he put Ruiz down. He probably thought, hey, this is going to be an early night. I'm going for the kill. And then he got caught. Besides that, I mean, you don't really see him getting reckless. He got dropped against Klitschko. I didn't think he got reckless. I think he just was tired. And there's a big difference there. Joshua does have, st- have stamina issues. And that's a totally different thing than... Uh, being willing to just risk it all and go crazy. But those stamina issues are another reason why I'm picking Usyk. Usyk doesn't get tired. Usyk's whole game is stamina. Usyk's going to take you to the deeper rounds. He's going to have you winded by the ninth round. Just the way he moves around. Just his, his fluid movement will put mental and physical pressure on his opponents. That causes fatigue, especially if you already have stamina issues. So if Joshua doesn't get Usyk out of there early, and I think that's a possibility. Listen, this is heavyweight division. This is heavyweight boxing. That's huge risk for Usyk. Joshua is a real puncher, one of the one of the hardest punchers in the sport, and can throw with both hands. He doesn't just have right-handed power like Wilder. He has both his power in both hands. He throws that one-two, like I said. It doesn't have a lot of flair to it. It's very textbook. It's like exactly how it was taught, straight down the middle. No special effects. But when he lands, things move that shouldn't be moving. I'm talking whatever he hits, your nose, chin. Things move when he connects. So Usyk definitely has to be on his A game. But I think as long as he gets out of the first, I'll say, four rounds. If he gets out of four rounds unscathed, It's going to be very, very tough for Joshua to handle Usyk's movement and the pressure that he's going to apply later in the fight. When Joshua starts to fade, that's when Usyk will pick it up. I believe there's no advantage that Joshua has above Usyk besides power. Every other attribute, I think Usyk is better. He has faster hands than Joshua. He has faster feet than Joshua. He has movement from round one to round 12. He is not going to be in the same place. He trains with Lomachenko's father. He's had dance implemented in his training from the beginning. This is an Olympic gold medalist. Highly skilled southpaw. By the time he starts throwing combinations in this fight... It's going to be over. Because Usyk isn't going to come out starting fast at all. He's just going to read you and move constantly for the first three minutes. First round, he's moving the entire three minutes. Second round, he's moving the entire three minutes. Throwing that jab, just seeing what you got, moving his head. By the time he lets his hands go is when it's almost time to end the fight. That's usually when it happens. <clears throat> when he picks up the pace in the 8th, ninth, 10th round, fighters are usually gassed. We'll see if Joshua can take it that far. 
because I think if he knocks him out, it's going to be early. If it makes it to the second half of the fight, then that tells me Usyk has Joshua exactly where he wants him. And like I said earlier, Chisora was a mauler. Joshua's not going to be doing that. So I don't see a scenario where he gets him out of there early unless Joshua tries something completely different that he hasn't done his entire career. He's not a young man, so I don't think he's just going to start implementing stuff at this level that dangerous, like jumping in unprotected. He's already felt what it's like to be knocked down. He's been knocked down by Klitschko. He's been knocked down multiple times by Ruiz. Joshua's been down. I've never seen Usyk down. Who knows how he'll react? I've never seen him down. But that speaks to how skilled he is because he has. it's not like he hasn't been in there with hard punchers. I've mentioned them earlier. Bradis, Bellew, Huck, Michael Hunter, they all had power. And none of them were able to, I mean, not to say they didn't connect because there were some good fights in there, but... None of them were able to wobble Usyk, so I don't know how he'll be in that situation. We'll, maybe we'll find out. But we've seen Joshua down, and usually he doesn't react well. But this is totally different fighters than we've seen last. This is um, This fight has been talked about for a long time. These guys have been training for each other for a long time. Usyk's been to many, many... Joshua fights, just scouting him, telling him he's coming to heavyweight. And now is that time. The Fury and Joshua fight fell through because of the Wilder situation. So Joshua said, hey, what's the next big fight? And it's Usyk. And that's um, all credit to Joshua because he didn't have to take this fight. He could have uh, fought the Dillian Whites of the world. He could have gave Ruiz another match. Like There was other options for him, and I believe he took the toughest option. That's rare in the sport. Joshua is a guy who, with this, if he can pull this, this victory off, I think he would cement his name as the face of the sport. That may sound crazy because, as Americans, we are spoiled with our fighters, with our athletes, period. But I think it would be a huge disservice to every other country if we didn't consider Joshua the best because everywhere else besides the U.S., he is the biggest name. Well, besides Mexico, but everywhere else, he really is the biggest name. Look at his events. Canelo's events are just now getting to how Joshua's been for a long time. They treat him like a huge superstar that he is. He sells out huge venues. Um, his one time in the U.S., it was at MSG. It wasn't like he was just coming in some some random event, some random arena. He came when he came to the to America. It was MSG, and it just so happened he ran into Andy Ruiz, and he probably said, "Yeah, I'm not coming back <laughs> unless unless it's for Fury. He ain't coming back." Um, Fury or Wilder, excuse me. 
he won't, he ain't coming back to the U.S. And I don't blame him <laughs> after that. But yeah, Joshua is a huge star, and I think this would be the biggest win of his career as far as name recognition. Klitschko will always have that for him, but Klitschko was out of the ring for a long time by the time he fought Joshua, and he wasn't the same guy. This was after the loss to Tyson Fury. So it wasn't a prime Klitschko, but it was a really good fight, a great fight, actually. If you haven't seen that fight, go back and watch Anthony Joshua versus um, Vladimir Klitschko. That was a really good fight. A lot of people wrote after that fight that that loss for Klitschko did more for his legacy than all his wins because he actually got in there with someone that we considered one of the one of the better heavyweights in the last 15 to 20 years. So if Joshua does get the victory, I will give him all the credit in the world. That's how high I regard Usyk, and you should as well. Like I said before, if you want to look at a great fight, Watch Usyk versus Bellew. That'll just give you a taste of how Usyk is. Um, Usyk versus Marco Huck. Usyk versus Bradis. Usyk versus Gassiev. Any fights from that tournament, Usyk is just dismantling these elite fighters. I don't think the weight difference is any huge significance as far as Usyk is concerned he's had two fights at heavyweight already and if you look at the history of heavyweights you can easily see that some of the greatest heavyweights of all time are around the same size or smaller than Alexander Usyk Alexander Usyk is bigger than Mike Tyson was Mike Tyson wasn't some big heavyweight and I don't think they said he was too small for the division Okay, I don't think Joe Frazier was too small for the division. So the size difference, while Joshua is a huge, even for a heavyweight, we all know skills pay the bills. That's why I'm taking Usyk. Tune in September 25th on DAZN. It'll be earlier in the day, probably around 6 o'clock, because they're in the UK. It's going to be one of the best fights of the year. Remember, when heavyweights are in the ring, they're the baddest men on the planet. Because if there was no such thing as heavy, if, if there was no such thing as weight classes, these are the guys who would be knocking everyone out. And that's just a fact. So tune in. We'll see if I'm right. We'll see if I'm wrong. Everyone has an opinion. Let me know yours. Share this podcast with... Um, Anyone into boxing or anyone really in general, tell them to listen to it on mute. I don't give a damn. Let's get these views up. Subscribe to it. Like it. Review it. Doesn't matter. Whatever platform you're listening to it on, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Next week, I believe, I'll either do a post-fight analysis or the next episode will be the Tiafimo Lopez versus George Cambosos preview. And right after that, that same week, is Wilder Fury 3. Um, what else is on the horizon? Canelo Alvarez versus Caleb Plant, November 6th. We got Jermel Herring versus Shakur Stevenson for the title. That is October 23rd. You got 
Terrence Crawford, Rashawn Porter, November 20th, I believe. Definitely mid to late November. That's a great fight. So it's not all bad, like I was talking about in the beginning of the podcast. There is definitely some light at the end of the tunnel. Hopefully we can close this year with some great fights. And I believe the first one will be this weekend, September 25th, on the zone. Tune in. Remember, it's earlier than usual because they're in the UK. I got Alexander Usyk by unanimous decision. That's my opinion. Let me let me hear from you though. I want to know what you think. Who you picking? Why are you picking them? Who do you want to win? What's better for boxing? Let me know. At someone else, or if you got my number, let me know. Like the podcast, share it, listen to it again, play it on mute. Like I said before, I don't give a damn. As long as you get these views up, have a great day, and I'm out.